Bill, Bill, Bill. Hey guys, welcome to MathCath, the podcast in which I, a Catholic, use mathematics and more to describe his view of the world. Once again, I am not a professional scientist nor a theologian, and you know who else isn't? Bill Nye, the quote-unquote science guy. Uh, I know he does have a degree in mechanical engineering, but that does not make him an expert in all science, which he comes off as, especially in his shows and his interviews. He kind of comes off as, quote, well, the science guy who knows all things science, but he's not, right? You don't go to a biologist and ask them about quantum physics, and you will not go to a mechanical engineer and ask them to understand intricate biology. So, sorry, Bill. But Bill Nye has also put out this video many years ago of him debunking, quote-unquote, Noah's Ark. Um, Personally, I do believe in Noah's Ark, but if the Catholic Church does come out and say Noah's Ark is just a story and it's how we just generalize about the world, okay, fine, I get that. Uh, But... Like the U.S. legal system, I am for the innocent until proven guilty side of things, right? I believe the story is true unless proven otherwise. And Bill Nye tries to prove this beyond a reasonable doubt. But if you really try to analyze it and think about it in its historical context, maybe, maybe I can get you guys to... Think about the Bible in a new and fresh perspective. So, let's get started. Mr. Ham and his followers have this remarkable view of uh, a worldwide flood that somehow influenced everything that we observe in nature. A 500-foot wooden boat. Okay, 500 feet is probably derived from... The biblical description saying in Genesis three fifteen through 16, this is how you shall make it. The length of the ark, 300 cubits, its breadth, 50 cubits, and its height, 30 cubits. You shall make a window for the ark and finish it to a cubit from the top and set the door of the ark in the side of it. You shall make it with lower, second, and third decks. I believe that he got 500 by uh, multiplying. Because a cubit, a modern cubit, is 1.5 feet. And in the Bible, though, cubits aren't supposed to be taken so literally as in the modern standardized cubit. Right? Cubits are supposed to be seen as a general size or used to describe dimensions more than actual size. And a lot of cubits could show something's vastness, so you don't take that measurement so literally. Um, this perspective was actually shown to me by an atheist friend of mine. So, you know, shout out to all my atheists who do not over-criticize the Bible. Um, I know the very few. But measurements have also changed over time, right? The kilogram has recently been defined just this year. Um, light used to be measured kind of inaccurately and now we have a full-on constant and then you have the meter which used to be just some kind of rod but now it's defined by uh the speed of light over some fraction of a second 
uh, day used to be defined by one rotation of the earth, but now we define it as 24 hours, which is defined by minutes, which is defined by seconds, which is defined by a uh, cesium atom, I believe. But now we're just overgeneralizing. They're units of measurement of time and length and whatnot. So we have to take that not so literally. And let's continue. Eight zookeepers for 14,000 individual animals. Every land plant in the world underwater for a full year. I ask us all... Okay, for a full year is very interesting because in different sections of the Bible, Noah's Ark could have been in the water for 40 days and 40 nights or a year. And the only one who can really tell us the amount of time would be Noah and his family. So let's take that into perspective. You're the, you and your family, not just you, okay, hopefully in this hypothetical, are the only humans left on Earth, stuck in a ship with a bunch of animals in prehistoric times, and all you have is your need to survive and a blessing from God, right? How well are you really going to keep track of those days? J just curious, how well can you really make sure your cycle's going? You have bigger things to worry about, which is why we talk about Maslow's hierarchy, which is why we talk about biology, which is why in my first five fundamental episodes, I bring in these perspectives and say, using this science, now let's bring it into its historical context, because we're not really sure between 40 days or a year, because the Bible does say both. In Genesis 7.12, it talks about 40 days. In Genesis 8.13, it talks about a full year. And because of that, it is very hard to tell for us reliably how long they were actually on the ship. But even then, it doesn't really change the upcoming argument. Is that really reasonable? Yes. We hear a lot about the Grand Canyon, I imagine, also, which is a remarkable place. And it has fossils. And the fossils in the Grand Canyon are found in layers. There is not a single place in the Grand Canyon where the fossils of one type of animal cross over into the fossils of another. In other words, when there was a big flood on the earth, you would expect drowning animals to swim up to a higher level. Not any one of them did. Not a single one. If you could find evidence of that, my Maybe because it was flooding so long and they couldn't survive it. I mean, if it was flooding for 40 days slash a year, like he argues, I don't think any land creature can keep swimming and stay above the water for that long. Especially not any that we know of today. So, keep going, Bill. Friends, you could change the world. One of the extraordinary claims associated with uh, Mr. Ham's worldview is that this uh, giant boat, very large wooden ship, went aground safely on a mountain in the Middle East, what we now call the Middle East. And so places like Australia are populated then by animals who somehow managed to get from the Middle East all the way to Australia. 
in the last 4,000 years. Now that to me is an extraordinary... Okay, 4,000 years, again, the definition of a year has changed over time. We have solar year, we have lunar year, we have seasonal year. The year itself is not consistent because of the rotation of the Earth and its interaction with all the other um, space objects. So, 4,000 years, not really sure where he got that. I mean, we were talking about the beginning of Genesis here, so I'm not really sure where he gets those numbers, and... If we were to follow his argument, right? How would kangaroos... Well, animals evolve, okay? <laughs> Evolution. I made an episode about this. Animals do evolve. This is why I talk about it in previous episodes. And you guys should watch the first five episodes before coming into these future episodes. Because they really do build a foundation. Animals come and they move and they separate and they evolve. So over time, kangaroos reach to Australia. Or... Maybe Noah didn't reach Australia, right? Maybe he didn't get two of every species. Maybe he just got two of every species that he could reasonably get in his lifetime, which is about like 600-something plus years. Or, uh, and species was also hard to define. People used to think whales were a kind of fish. Now we know they're mammals because of DNA sequencing. We did not have that in the past. So... We don't really know differences between species that well. So some species could have gone on. Some species could have not have. The flood, we don't really know how much it covered the earth. They said 15 meters. Some places on earth are actually above 15 meters over sea level. So some animals might have been safe. Some may have not. Maybe the flood covered the entire earth. Maybe it covered a significant portion and some places were unaffected. We really don't know. Um, but let's say it did cover the entire earth. I still don't think that says that kangaroos don't exist in Australia. That's a strange argument for him to make. But let's go, Bill. We would expect then somewhere between the Middle East and Australia, we would expect to find evidence of kangaroos. Or animals similar? Again, evolution. We can't just say kangaroos traveled from the Middle East to Australia. Maybe a very old ancestor of the kangaroo and they spread out and over time through different places of land species evolve and change and adapt to their habitat like i don't know evolution survival of the fittest darwinian sound familiar bill i don't know but then again i'm not a mechanical engineer like you so um we really do have to take that into context when he's talking about Oh, animals here and there. Again, evolution. And in the past, there could have been fewer species because over time, more species generally are, I don't want to say created, but like, yeah, they're created. Over time, more species are created because they have to adapt to different environments and they split off with one another. Or they die because of, you know, not being fit enough. Let's continue. We would expect to find... Uh, some fossils, some bones in the last 4,000 years, somebody would have been hopping along there and died along the way, and we'd find them. And furthermore, there's a claim that there was a land bridge that allowed these animals to get from Asia all the way to the continent of Australia, and that land bridge has disappeared. I don't know where that argument came from, but I don't see that anywhere in the Bible. I've tried reading, like, a significant portion and I can't find that 
land bridge argument anywhere. If you guys do find it, please email me at mathcath1729 at gmail.com. And any other questions you have, feel free to email me, and I will do my best to answer them in episodes or directly. Has disappeared in the last 4,000 years. No navigator, no diver, no U.S. Navy submarine. No one's ever detected any evidence of this, let alone any fossils of kangaroos. So your expectation is not met. It doesn't seem to hold up. Another uh, remarkable thing I'd like everybody to consider, along inherent in this worldview, is that somehow Noah and his family were able to build a wooden ship that would house 14,000 individuals. There are 7,000 kinds, and then and every, there's a boy and a girl for each one of those. Um, we don't really know the numbers of the kinds either. I can't find that in the Bible either, but let's go along with this argument. So it's about 14,008 people, and these people were unskilled. As far as anybody knows, they were never built a wooden ship before. But they may have been guided by God, question mark. And again, these people have been living much longer. Like I said, Noah has been living for 600 plus years, so he... Has time to master the skill, I guess, but also blessing by God. Furthermore, they had to get all these animals on there, and they had to feed them, and I understand that Mr. Ham has some explanations for that, which I frankly find extraordinary, but uh, uh, this is the premise of the bit. And we can then run a test, a scientific test. People in the early 1900s built an extraordinary large wooden ship. The Wyoming. It was a six-masted schooner, the largest one ever built. It had a motor on it for winching cables and stuff. But this boat had uh, a great difficulty. It was uh, not as big as the Titanic, but it was a very long ship. It would twist in the sea. It would twist this way, this way, and this way. And in all that twisting, it leaked. It leaked like crazy. The crew could not keep the ship dry, and indeed it eventually foundered and sank a uh, loss of all 14 hands. So there were 14 crewmen aboard a ship built by very, very skilled shipwrights in New England. These guys were the best in the world at wooden shipbuilding, and they couldn't build a boat as big as the Ark is claimed to have been. Is that reasonable? Yes. Um, sorry, Bill, but that is because, okay, these guys are very professional. Good for them. But Noah's Ark, again, has been guided by God and they've been living for much longer. So they do have that time and the energy and the resources. The Bible claims that the Ark was created by gopher wood. And if you try to look that up and try to figure out what it is, it's an unknown material. It's not anywhere. And maybe gopher wood did exist and was a certain kind of tree that had stronger durability and strength and whatever other wooden qualities you need for a strong ship. But from that argument, okay, maybe there is that tree and then it went extinct maybe over time, maybe because Noah's family cut them all down, you know. But that doesn't say without a reasonable doubt if these professionals can't do it therefore Noah's Ark can't do it that's a false analogy 
and we don't know the type of tree and its qualities that Noah used. We don't know how much time he had, and well, we do know how much time he had a long time to do that, but we don't know exactly how skilled Noah's family were, and also. We're pretty sure that these super experts did not have God guiding them and the motivation of a flooded world to create their ship. So, uh, let's keep going. This video is about to end soon. Is that possible? That the best shipbuilders in the world couldn't do what uh, eight unskilled people, uh, men and their wives, uh, were able to do? Mm -hmm. Yes, because God guided them, but keep going. Shipwrights, my ancestors, the Nye family in New England, took, spent their whole life learning to make ships. I mean, it's very reasonable perhaps to you that Noah had superpowers and was able to build... Or just wisdom from God, but keep going. ...build this extraordinary craft with seven family members, but to me it's just uh, not reasonable. So that's Bill's argument. And it may not be reasonable for him because he might be a little closed-minded in seeing this perspective or this perspective may be just hard to see in general. And maybe he does have the best intentions, but you can't say without reasonable doubt that, oh, for sure Noah's Ark could not have existed because of this evidence. Because that's not evidence. And like my interruptions have said, I have used science and history in a way saying we may not know for sure what it is, but we can't say without a reasonable doubt it doesn't exist. We can't say that. It is still possible that Noah's Ark happened. And like the U.S. legal system, I hope you guys accept this innocence of the Noah's Ark argument. And rather than just saying it's not true, here's a Bill Nye video saying it's wrong. And Bill Nye's a super professional scientist, therefore he's right. Without overthink, without overthinking what could have possibly happened, without overlooking the potential of it existing because someone was too close-minded to think that way. Or wasn't smart enough to think that way. Uh, thank you. God bless. Stay tuned next week for Moses, I believe. I might change it, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be something about Moses.